Do you love plugins? Of course you do. Well, the next time you buy one from pluginboutique.com, if you visit using that Appetite for Production affiliate link at a4ppodcast.com or in the episode description, we get a slice of the sale without adding anything to your bill. Welcome to Appetite for Production. It's uh, Laurel and Hardy, but for plugins, right? Uh, yeah, what was their catchphrase? I Did they have a catchphrase? I thought it was just one was it's really a... tall and thin, and the other one was dumpy and fat. Well, hey, <laughs> well, neither of us are tall, so who's going to be Hardy? No, I'll be hard. I'll be Hardy, it's fine. Maybe it's just Hardy and Hardy, but for plugins. Yeah. <laughs> well, kiss me, Hardy, is all I have to say to that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so who are we, James? I am James Russell. I do things with plugins for a living. How about that? Yeah, okay. I'm I'm Tim Can. I'm a content creator. And uh, I do music. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, 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 that's right. Notification bell, please. And yeah, we do music. We talk about music tech stuff on a podcast. Did I say my name? I'm Tim Can, everyone. Hi, hi. He's Tim Can. Let's get on with this show. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Tim, so a listener sent us a thing on uh, on Twitter saying, check this <laughs> we're out. On, we're this... on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We, we try to have as few followers as uh, possible. Good, good. This is The Endless Acid Banger. Oh, about time. And, uh, it is by Vittling, although he says it is a collaboration between human and algorithm by Vittling. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click here and I'm going to start The Endless Acid Banger. Okay. So let me just randomize it a bit so it sounds good. So what what is this? Describe it for me, because I can't see. Is this a web page? I guess this is a web page. It's browser based, uh, sort of three hundred three nine hundred nine combo. Okay. So it's like rebirth, basically. Yeah, but the whole point of this is that it's going and it's going and it's going and it's slowly evolving. Oh, okay, yeah. So I've got three options. I can tell it to keep altering the patterns, keep uh, keep uh, changing the modulation knobs, the resonance and the cutoff. I can tell it to mute and unmute drum parts at will, like it's just um, muted the uh, hats. Okay. Can you get it to just have a solid sort of like uh, acid house 4-4 rhythm that doesn't change um, and just the burbling 303 changes over the top? I could... No, oh. because it's it, you switch on alter patterns or not. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you would have to alter all the patterns. Okay, okay. So now it's 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 reached a bit of a lull. So I'm gonna refresh the whole thing and see okay. what happens. Ooh. I'm gonna unmute all the drums. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You happy with that? Yeah, I am actually. So basically, every few bars, it'll slightly change the pattern or mute or unmute a drum in some way, and uh, all the cutoff, resonance, env mod, and decay uh, knobs are slowly moving in algorithmic ways. Nice, wicked. So basically, if you love acid, Tim, you can put this on in the background and just leave it to evolve for you. Yeah, I get that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it seems to you know evolve a lot more than most acid house records already, basically. Uh, well, I've, that's not up to me, Tim. That's up to Vittling. <laughs> uh, you can you can control your clock. You can control the uh, dry wet of the delay, but the, the delay, dry wet, and feedback also sort of evolves on its own as well. So you, oh, wow. you really okay. don't need to. Oh, um, here we go. Yeah, banging. See, I'd like to see a version of this uh, for some kind of ambient synthesis. Uh, oh, nice! Synthesis thing. That would be very good. If, if a few controls just change very slowly, and you just you just basically just switch this on in the morning, and you can concentrate through the day. That sounds good. I want a version that sounds like Enya. Mm. What about that? What do you reckon? That would be good. Maybe uh, maybe all our many followers on Twitter, our seven followers on Twitter, can. Um, <laughs> Is that how many followers we got? Can put some pressure on to make fiddling. Uh, <laughs> Make something that sounds like Enya. Oh, sick, wicked. Well, that's something to look forward to. So, this is the Endless Acid Banger. And of course, if it's truly endless, we're going to uh, check in with it over the course of the whole episode. 
Yeah, let's, let's see what happens with it, right? Tim, big news this episode. We have a new release from Fab Filter. Yes. Yes, um long awaited maybe, I guess. I mean, I didn't I I thought maybe they wouldn't bother doing this. Yeah. But they have. Me too. I was I was always wondering. I was like, "Oh, they don't seem to be doing it. They're making it seemed when they were doing version 2s and even version 3s, it was all their mixing plugins. It was Pro C, Pro Q, stuff like that, Pro L got updated and it was the it's very much the mixing engineer's favorites the things that fab filter is seemingly known for but now yeah timeless three has just come out it is their delay plugin mm, yeah is the world ready for this yes definitely <laughs> oh okay, uh, I, okay. I, I sort of forgot but this is reminiscent of saturn 2 which they brought out like several months ago i think but i just didn't really pay any attention to that for some reason wasn't saturn 2 years ago now i'm pretty sure saturn 2 was quite recent was it not oh man they're all i mean these are really timeless plugins in that no one can remember when they <laughs> or if they came out basically my last visit according to google to the fab filter saturn 2 page was on the 28th of may 2020 oh wow that is Hang on. Oh, no, that's a year ago. And FabFilter's intro to FabFilter Saturn 2 was posted on YouTube in December 2020, which was about five months ago. Oh, wow. Like, time really has ceased to have any meaning, even before the launch of Timeless 3, which is only presumably further going to mess with our concept of time, I would imagine. Yeah, the continuum is really fucking my head up. <laughs> Let's just say for now. Hey, hey, look, before we, hey, before uh, we oh, get into... Oh, okay, oh, oh. Okay, now, well, let's slam on the brakes on this freight train. So, um, let's talk about Saturn 2 for a bit. Was it any good? I, like, did they, like, add anything? I, that's the thing, I don't know. I, I didn't pay any attention to it. It was about a year ago when it uh, okay. came out. I don't know what I was doing at that time, but I wasn't mm. really, like, I, I just didn't take it that seriously. I know a lot of people use Saturn, so obviously it's big news that their big distortion saturation plugin was being updated to version two mm. but mm. yeah i just didn't we didn't talk about it on the podcast we didn't do anything i don't know what we did we dropped that ball but i think we dropped it intentionally <laughs> well let's drop some more balls with timeless three right now oh, no 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 we're gonna we're gonna be picking up those balls and we're gonna be running with them <laughs> okay wicked so do you want to know a bit about timeless three Yes, I mean, I've already read the press release. All that information has left my brain immediately. Okay, well, I'm, I'm still going to not tell you anything yet because I want to talk a bit oh. about Timeless 2 before I do. Yes, now, my recollection of Timeless 2 is a silver and green interface. Is that right? Yeah, lovely silver and green interface. That's, that's exactly uh, the style that we find ourselves mm. in these days. It's 2021. Everything's silver and green, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or, what, We're living in the future, bro. What was it that you say? Grey and orange? Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like grey and orange is passe now. Let's go back to silver and green. <laughs> well, basically, if, if you think about a few more things about the Timeless 2, how it looked, it was basically just a wash with knobs, wasn't it? it was, there was a lot of information on the interface. I mean, I guess it was one of those clever intelligent interfaces you might say where you you know you'd add stuff and then it would appear on your interface wow. so you know it would get really cluttered well i mean it would just get full of stuff if you uh made it a really complicated patch but otherwise it was relatively simple but it did still have a lot of knobs i seem to yeah remember. you had like knobs for the left and right input gain you had uh left and right feedback and left to right and right to left feedback oh man oh god yeah i remember and that then stuff you, then you had your time selectors which were done independently for each side usually by musical oh, yeah, notes yeah. and then you had oh and it had those yeah offset. it had those weird little mini not not notches yeah. for the triplets and everything oh god yeah you had, wow okay you had offset knobs then you had like two filters and then you had wet and dry and mix and it was all it was all just like what am i doing here this this feels yeah, it's a bit of a oh man it's making me stressed out just hearing about it i mean i rarely used timeless 2 i'm gonna be honest with you james <laughs> well, then you had the whole modulation at the bottom but i Ugh. i used it quite a lot if i needed a delay plugin quickly that is what i would go for i would have gone you for went for timeless 2. if you needed a quick delay plugin yes what a perv ladies and gentlemen <laughs> 
<laughs> real weird behaviour there. <laughs> in hindsight. The, the contrarian James Russell no, in full effect. Okay. No, because quick for me means select a preset that sounds good. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it had a lot of great presets that you knew would sound... Uh, you, you knew you'd be able to find one quite quickly with that would make mm. sense of all those controls so that you didn't have to. But enough about Timeless 2. It's time is over. It is very much in the past. <laughs> Anachronistic, if you will. <laughs> I'm all about Timeless 3 now, Tim. Tell me about Timeless 3. What's up with it? Are you looking at the interface? Okay, I'm looking at it now. It looks great. Okay, black and green. What do you say? And there's a bit of yellow in there. It's not... Well, it's not really black and green. You see, I oh. being a, being old school, oh. I am a fan of the black and neon green that you get in old school vector graphics <laughs> video games. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. Your Star Warses, that sort of thing. This is more green and dark green, I feel. Uh, dark grey, how about like that? Like greeny brown. Whatever, it looks good. Don't you agree? It does look good. I like the sort of... What's joined at Cursive uh, Timeless 3 logo they've Mm. got? It oozes class, literally. So what you've got is a one large delay knob, luckily, which uh, seems to be able to set slightly different on the left and the right sides, but that's up to you to do later. It's got the usual sort of volume and pan, two-sided thing that FabFilter have. Uh Uh-huh. You've got a feedback knob. You've got a wet control and a mix control and a width control. Hang on a minute. The wet control and a mix control? Yeah, what? so you can... I, I'm. By the way, just so you know, I'm not fully up to speed with this yet. I have got a copy, but I haven't absolutely taken it for a ride. I've taken it for a spin, but I've, I've kicked okay. the tyres and I've, I've taken it for a quite enjoyable test drive, but I haven't fully got into uh, all the little bits of it. You were playing with presets, basically, weren't you? That's what yeah, was happening, yeah, I, I was, presume. I've been okay. on, a, on the race course, not on a... Dr- <laughs> not, not on a 12-hour drive up to Edinburgh. Okay, <laughs> right, so, got it. already, delay, feedback, wet mix, width. That, those are things you can actually deal with in your brain, right? It's yeah, not like sure. 16 knobs that all control the feedback in different ways. And yeah, it seems right. that each of those has a few options you can you can choose to crank in if you want to do that. If you want to like do some cross-feedback from left to right and you want to put more of that from one channel to the other channel, less from the other channel to one channel. That's all lovely. Mm. Across the top half, on the right, you've got basically what is an EQ, which you'd expect from FabFilter, just to emphasize or Mm. de-emphasize different frequencies. And you've got... How would you describe that, the left side readout? Oh, God. So it's like, it's some bars representing taps, and I guess they're up and down, depending on if they're left or right hand. Is that how it works? I don't really understand, because they're all different lengths and shit as well. I don't know what's going on. It's quite a nice way to uh, represent it. Let's, Let's say if you turn the feedback way up, they'd all be the same vertical height. But if... Oh, so okay. the fact that they diminish as they go more to the right means they get quieter as time goes by. That makes sense. <clears throat> it does make sense when it's in use. It does make sense when you're using it. Uh, it's got left. You can visualize how your delay is set up pretty damn well, I find, using those if you want to. I, I think, to be honest, for me, it's more a visualization. I don't think I'm going to be using a graph display to decide if my delay sounds good enough. <laughs> I don't know, man. Trust your eyes, not your ears. That's what people yeah. say, right? And Okay, first big new feature is you got five effects to put into the feedback path. Okay. Are these are these the drive, lo-fi, diffuse, dynamics, yes. and pitch? Drive, lo-fi, diffuse, dynamics, pitch. So pitch is the most recognizable one. If uh, it inserts a pitch shifter into the delay feedback path, so when you delay something, it goes up and 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 up. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. Dynamics uh, changes the, like, I'm not entirely sure <laughs> if... Well, look, we can, we can tell because it's got a knob on one side of it. There's a real little sticky uh, waveform on the other one. There's a big fat sausage sure, waveform. Sure, so. <laughs> I know what dynamics are, Tim. <laughs> but Sticks and sausages, mate. That's what it's all about, right? it compress right? a sound more and more as it goes through the feedback loop? I assume so, but I'm going to 
test yeah. it out a bit more as I. Well, like that makes sense because it's getting quieter, so maybe you have its overall, you know, its average volume louder, so you can so you, hear it. Uh, okay, so it gets quieter, but you can still hear it a bit more. That's fair enough. It's sort of yeah. dynamics compensation in a way. Yeah, the right. diffuse is sort of basically reverb in many ways, at least from what I could hear. Lo-fi is a bit crusher, and drive mm. is distortion they all sound very good they are, they're all quite fun pitch is particularly fun uh diffuse is very cool i didn't really care that much about the lo-fi one i like do i want to bit crush my delays no no i don't want to bit crush my delays i just want to delay my delays <laughs> that's fair enough i mean i like a, a nice sort of tape delay but i guess that's more of a filtery sort of vibe basically possibly i don't know i don't know i haven't well it is I, like you say i've just surfed the presets and it was great. <laughs> I did try and work it out as much as I could, but I was more tempted to just go to the next preset, go to the next preset and mess around with the delay and feedback. It's going to sound amazing with all of these crazy yeah, features. Yeah, some dubs. Uh, the modulation options are pretty interesting. You've got your classic sort of XYs and your LFOs and envelopes and stuff, but <clears throat> a couple of the ones that you get are basically macro controls. So, for example, you can set up a modulation control for ducking and in the default preset for example there's a macro control called instability which basically links to various parameters such as delay offset delay time and just sort of modulates them a little bit as you um, push the control up ducking is quite useful i should imagine for um, getting the wet level to come down as you put new sounds through the plugin. There's a lot of options here basically compared to what you had in Timeless 2. There's a lot going on. I really haven't gone in that deep with it yet, I think. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of excuses here, well, no, no, James. No. It's not facts. an excuse. That's for next episode. I've, I've been very busy. Okay, okay. Look, at, at this screenshot I'm looking at, it's got like a sign. I guess that's like an LFO fast DG. That's like an envelope mm -hmm. generator. Transients. Did you see that at all? Like a transients modulation I, source? Is that a transient detector? No, I didn't. I but yeah, I imagine it's some kind of envelope detector rather than anything else. Th this seems pretty involved to be well, fair Well you can mate. see why I didn't fully get into it yet. Yeah right. <laughs> According to their website they've got six types of filter. You can modulate and control delay taps individually. I didn't see anything on my travels about that. You have feedback, you have cross feedback as usual and what they call modulatable freeze option which sounds Oh, pretty good. Yeah, wow, ice cold. You've got mid-side, you've got different ping-pong modes. I'm sorry, Tim, I'm not sure exactly what they are yet. And They're table. It's a table tennis yeah. modes. And you've got a bunch of my favourite presets. Yes, of course. Well, like, the thing is, this is an involved plug-in. I can't imagine most people making music are spending a crazy amount of time fiddling with delay settings. I would imagine quite a lot of people are going to be rinsing the presets on this one. What do yeah, you I think you're right. I think there's uh, there's large swathes of the market are still open for people who just make a simple plugin or two uh, that you don't have to read a whole textbook to learn. But on the other side of things, if you do want to read a whole textbook, so you have something like Timeless 3, and if you do just want to get some amazing presets, you have something like Timeless 3 as well. Mm. Should we talk clams, bro? Let's talk clams. I mean, it's hard to talk clams when I'm logged in because they give you a sort of personalised price. I'll t I will tell you, mate, it's 94 GBP That's what I'm getting. for your Timeless is, 3. Is that for everyone or is that because you're logged into their website? I think that's I think that's for everybody. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm not logged let in. Me, let me... 94 squiddies bro. Yeah, let me look at yet yeah, 94 on plugin boutique as well so if you want to if you want to buy timeless 3 you can go to plugin boutique and use our affiliate link of course oh nice yeah do that um, but yeah definitely worth the demo if you're looking for a new delay plugin then uh why not and yeah i mean i imagine a lot of people will have uh, a fab filter bundle and i guess Maybe they get some kind of free upgrade. I don't know. It does sounds like the sort of information that we wouldn't really have to oh, have. Hang on. Really, if, if, the... <laughs> if I were to log into my account, I'd probably be able to tell you what's my buy now offer. Ninety four pounds. Oh wow. Okay then. <laughs> uh, it says to upgrade from Timeless Two. Please log into your account, and that's what I've done. 
And I do not see a personal upgrade offer for Timeless 2. So maybe that comes later. Oh, I can upgrade okay. to Saturn 2 for 65% off. Oh, okay. Uh, and Pro-L for 65% off. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're looking at about sort of 30 if you've got a license already. Mmm, conjecture. First impressions, James. Is Timeless 3 a hit or a miss? Oh, by the way, sounds fucking great. Oh, well, that's good. It's... And you like the you like the craziness of the presets? Did they do anything interesting? They did a lot of cool stuff, yeah. And there are a lot of interesting uses, which I'm not going to go in deep on here. But yeah, I want to play with it a lot more in depth uh, in, before the next episode, and hopefully report back with some more details. Do you know? I can confirm your fab filter timeless three upgrade from two is probably going to cost you 32 pounds 90 oh, pence there's, a, there's very few clams to do that upgrade oh uh, yeah i mean if you like delay or whatever and you got a 35 quid or slightly under kicking about seems like a no-brainer <laughs> i mean there are other things you could buy with that kind of money right <laughs> uh, i don't know man <laughs> what else would you bother with frankly <laughs> uh we'll be back to you next episode to let you know a bit more wicked stay on the edge of your seats Hey, Tim, let's check back in with the Endless Banger and see where that's up to. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I see what it's doing then. Okay, Tim. Yes. This could be the most boring story, but oh, I think... I think brilliant. It's- a very significant it is about a technology that i've been banging on about for a long time and um is it that is it that pump you were talking about <laughs> no 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 <laughs> okay. we don't we don't talk about that on the podcast, oh, okay. oh sorry sorry i forgot i forgot no 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 that's that's just just my private pump there's not, <laughs> nothing to worry about Okay. This is Solemony's ARA technology. Do you remember? Do you know what that is? Ara, Ara. No, I don't. <laughs> it's audio random access, and basically, what that means is it's a bit like uh, VST or audio units plugin technology. A bit, a bit, a bit. In that, it allows you to run another piece of software in a DAW, a door. What? But uh, up until now. Well, basically, up until now, it's been used just to get Melodyne running. You know, when you've seen in a door, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. someone, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've I've seen, seen things, yeah, yeah. You've seen people running Melodyne within a door, right? I know like, music software, yeah, sure. N- not just opening Melodyne up as a separate <laughs> program, saving and reopening the door and importing again, but literally editing audio with Melodyne within their door. You've seen that, right? Uh, I've seen that DAWs like have some kind of Melodyne integration, but none of the ones that I really use that much. Yes. The DAWs that have it are Studio One. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, this technology that allows you to do that is called ARA, ARA, whatever you want to call it. Studio One was first because it's uh, been developed by Solemony and uh, PreSonus. It's also available in Cubase. It's all ava- also available in Logic. It's also available in Reaper. It's also available in Pro Tools. It's also available in Cakewalk, Acid, Traction Waveform, Nuendo, Samplitude, Sequoia, Mixcraft, and the only one seemingly that it's not available yeah. in are FL Studio and Ableton. Yeah, the ones that people actually use. Shit. There are other ARA supported things. Let's call them plugins for now. This press release says that Antares, Isotope, and SynchroArts have ARA plugins. But now uh, Sound Radix apparently are also working on something. This story about ARA basically is that they've released the SDK. So they are allowing people to develop for it without sort of being tied to them. So what I mean, I imagine this allows for more communication between the plugin and the uh, the host than VST does. Exactly. With VST, what you're doing is you are playing a real-time audio stream to the plugin. Yes, okay. Like it's literally like okay, what the plugin what you what you hear through your playhead because you've pressed the play button is all that the plugin has access to and when your playhead has passed a certain point the plugin doesn't have access to that anymore unless it's 
intentionally stored it. But with ARA, the plugin basically gets access to the entire track and also other tracks as well. So oh, shit. You can think about it in terms of a compressor. Like if you don't have look ahead activated, yeah. then you can't perfectly get a, a very fast transient. So with this, presumably you could have sidechain from another track mm-hmm. and it and it knows what's going to happen before it's even flipping happened. It knows what's going to like happen. Like minority report me. And you could say only only activate that sidechain if a third track is playing. Oh my god! Or something like that. Or you know, actually leave this EQ calmed down until the whole mix is kicked in, and it does that automatically. That those are examples of things that could be done. I'm not saying there are the things that have been done. It was a while ago, but basically, Isotope. I think they put RX into Logic. Oh you, shit! using ARA. Yeah, we didn't cover it because it wasn't like it was just RX and it was just logic, but something along those lines happened. I felt like I was going to be a boring old bastard just <laughs> banging on about ARA, which I really loved the idea of. I mean, this does sound like a big deal, but it does sound like it's for people who are doing high-end shit. Do you know what I mean? It sounds like that, yes. Because the people who are using it are like Selemony and Isotope and Steinberg Spectra layers and stuff like that. But I can imagine people doing more creative things with this. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. imagine people using the fact that there is a new technology that can do something that other things couldn't do in a completely different way to boring audio edity way. Basically, I think it opens up a lot if people can see something to do with it there are there are possibilities opened up here yeah i mean what it makes me think of and i don't actually know if it would be useful for this because you could do you kind of do this shit already with vst but i'm thinking kind of emulations of analog summing that are somehow perhaps improved by having this extra information because yeah. you know there's already stuff that does that I can't remember the name of the plugin that does it. Well, well, one of the plugins that does it. That only would have access to what's in your buffer right now and not what's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe something, the old, what was it, through zero flanging. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, what about through zero flanging? Let's bring that shit back. you basically have to go back and forward in time, which you can't always do if you've just got a, a constant running buffer of audio data. The example I always use is the most boring one, which is normalization. You couldn't use a plugin to normalize a track because you'd have to play the entire track for it to decide what's the uh, highest level spike in there. And then it will be set to bring everything up. So that is at zero. That is a good example. Let me tell you what's going to happen with this, James. Mm. Reverse reverb the plugin. Oh, Shit, that's a good which point. means that this which is an end to music technology journalism because all anybody ever writes is a guide to how to do reverse reverb basically yeah and Reese basses uh yeah oh yeah hey they'll never come up with a <laughs> a way to destroy Reese bass plugin uh tutorials that's a very good point yeah doing reverse reverb would be absolutely yeah that's a perfect use for hey AR- let's AR- get plugins. developing this shit now mate yeah. we're ahead of the curve come on no one else has done it yet and you can build it straight into logic you can build it straight into cubase studio one cakewalk pro tools new endo you can Sampa list Chusa, all of Korea, these ones again oh my god okay Mixcraft, <laughs> reaper soundforge acid waveform and not ableton life and not fl studio i guess this is gonna be incompatible with the very concept of live which is all about real-time performance. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly. And you'd think FL Studio, though, really wouldn't have the same trouble because that whole thing is, it kind of, it's not even reliant so much on MIDI as all of the other DAWs. It's kind of got its own shit going on or whatever, mm. which means you can, you know, do crazy stuff that you wouldn't necessarily <coughs> be able to do quite so uh, easily in other doors. There, there is there is one snag on this, which is at least when I talked to the people about, I think they were launching Ira 2 or Ira 3 or something like that. When I talked to them about it and how it worked, they said that it's up to the door to implement how Melodyne works. So 
for example, I could be using my Melodyne through ARA in Studio One and it would work a certain way and the interface would look a certain way. Oh, wow. And you could be using Melodyne through ARA in Logic and it would be completely different. So you could have like a seamless integration yeah. where you'd, you wouldn't even, you know, it's, you wouldn't really feel like you were using Melodyne. You'd mm. be just mucking about with your waveform as normal, but you'd have more options potentially. I assume that it's a lot easier to run things like that when you've just got Melodyne to cater for. Mm. Um, but if they're opening this up, you'd sort of want them to have some kind of like standards and size and aspect ratio. And I don't well, know. Maybe, I mean, it sounds like maybe it's just going to be this shit's going to be built into like, I mean, it'll be done differently in every DAW, but it sounds like it's going to be like some shit will be built in to the DAW itself. Mm. So it'll just, it'll be like, I don't know, getting DLC <clears throat> for a video game where suddenly you have more options rather than a thing where you know bring up melodyne or whatever you'll suddenly be able to move each bit of the waveform up and down whereas you couldn't before do you know what i mean and you would allow people to make quite a lot of interesting uh, little gadgets plugins if you will that mm. <laughs> can just do a very specific thing throughout an entire track uh, because it's not real time you know you could have quite interesting compressor maybe if you had access to the dynamic range of the entire audio spectrum and you could just discount a couple of huge peaks as anomalies and uh, compress those higher because you know that they're there yeah, I mean, the, the potential as well for analysis, I guess, is quite interesting because, wow. I don't know, you could presumably have a kind of spectral view of your entire track and see what, you know, what frequencies were coming from where, you know. And that updates n- Not in real time. It. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's what I want to fucking see, mate. <laughs> that would be the shit. Yes. That's- that's why this may seem like a dry and boring release of an SDK. Oh, shit. Of You've standard. opened my eyes. Yeah, it's... It- it's what plugins are missing, basically. Okay, I mean, this is really going to be changing our definitions of what plugins are because normally we think of a plugin as a VST or AU or whatever. It's a little box that appears on your screen, whereas now it might be something even going on behind the scenes. I reckon if if they're truly opening this up to uh, third parties, um, then it probably will turn out to be a little box on your screen because you couldn't make all the door developers integrate into a specific standard i think they'll just say let's just let people open up an ara plugin window and let the devs come up with the interface i don't know man i think we're gonna see some crazy shit from the sounds of it buddy i'd love it well let's uh, see what comes probably nothing because the world won't listen <laughs> yeah i mean it seems like a lot of time and effort for everyone involved basically so uh, mm. let's not hold our breath but uh, yeah the potential is very exciting Timmy, let's check in with that, uh, the old endless banger and see where see where that's got to. Oh yes, intriguing. What's happening with it? Ah. Wow, noises that I couldn't previously imagine until I've heard them with my own ears right now. Last episode, I put a bit of a call out for a uh, someone who wanted to maybe work to do a bit of marketing for the podcast and someone who may want to do a bit of web development work for the podcast. Now, I pretty much put all the information necessary in that episode, but the one piece of information I, <laughs> yes. I didn't put in that episode was how long you have to tell me. Oh, and how long is that? Well, I didn't really set it, but I'm going to say before next episode, which is episode number 89, get your emails into a4ppodcast at gmail.com if you are still thinking about doing it. I've had had applications, but if you're thinking about it, let us know. And hopefully the person can be involved in episode 89 launch. Wow. Uh, That's soon, eh? Hopefully, but let's see. So, yeah, there's that. Also, many, many special thanks to two new patrons. Oh, hey, guys. We have Matt Jones. Hello. Hey. And Christoph Bayer. Oh, hi. Mm. 
<laughs> wow. We, pretty camp with it. Yeah, sorry, we don't want to make you uncomfortable, but <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> I guess that I guess that but straight up begging we did last time really paid off. I think uh yeah. Let's just start begging a lot more. Yeah, listen, people, you can join our Patreon or send us money via PayPal from <laughs> As little as uh, one pound or one dollar. What an absolute bargain for the highest quality content you've ever heard with your ears, I think it's fair to say, right? And we don't have different tiers, confusing tiers like all the other Patreon people. No more tiers. Yeah, everyone's a scummer on our podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. We're all in the gutter, but we're looking at the stars. Yeah, we're not even looking at the stars. Look- <laughs> no, we're looking down further into the gutter and seeing <laughs> how much further we can sink. Yeah, we might be lying in the gutter, but you're looking down into the sewer. Yeah, we can. so if you like writhing around in the filthy gutter, <laughs> we go and have a look at our Patreon page, right? <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash a4p podcast or just go to a4p podcast.com and follow all the links and shit to uh get to the place you want to be yeah wow wicked some very clear instructions there nice one <laughs> we also sell t-shirts bye bye james I've got mm. a bombshell for you. Okay, is it something I know already? Yeah you've known it for ages. Oh. Um yes I've started up a youtube channel buddy and i wasn't i didn't mention it because on the podcast because i wasn't sure if i was going to be asked to carry on doing it or not but i think i probably am going to be asked to carry on doing it basically right yeah i i i have been supporting you throughout this uh, (laughs) yeah well emotionally supporting me yeah helping you to birth these uh (laughs) yeah yeah tim i uh, let me let me describe it in which way whichever way i can tim has Completely sold out and has become <laughs> a Gen Z yeah, 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 yeah. YouTuber pulling silly faces on thumbnails uh, near you. Look, I hate thumbnails more than anyone, especially the silly faces. But look, we had the pics from the appetite for <laughs> appetite for production photo shoot or whatever. I need look. I needed to, it to not just be a block of text I'm, on the thumbnail. I'm just I'm just seeing one you've done here about make rises and sweeps for free, and this this sweeps element is a brush. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is yeah conceptual shit, mate. I'm not <laughs> not mucking about with this shit. Also, there's uh, tightening up your breakbeats has got a literal pair of tights on it as well. Oh, I was wondering why. It is genie- yes, it's, no, it's to I make you think. I it's to make you that. think. I, I yeah, did think that's for a long because, time. Yeah, that's because your brain is on a lower level than mine is. Yeah, yeah. I'm operating at a very high level of intelligence. Right. So as you might imagine, these are music production tips. I've done them in a bite-sized flipping format mm. because everyone hates to seems to hate long videos i hate it myself when i'm trying to find out some information you see a video it's 17 minutes long the actual bit that you really want to learn about is five seconds long or whatever yeah yeah it's a waste and also as well tying into that youtube has got this format that's in beta stage appropriate as of a beta male called shorts which is its answer to flipping tiktok Mm. so if your video is at least as tall as it is wide so square or taller and it's under 60 seconds it counts as a short and it could potentially get some extra exposure on the shorts channel my videos generally don't but uh, they have had a little bit of a boost from that as well basically i've seen all your shorts Except one. Hey, eat eat my shorts. Which one haven't you seen? (laughs) Uh, According to YouTube, the one I haven't seen is synthesized tension strings. Oh, okay. Do you want to guess how one might synthesize a tension string? Is it using uh, serum? It is, but that's in the thumbnail, Ah, so that's not really... My cheat. Um, Come on. Well, first of all, what is a tension string? Uh, It's a sustained high-pitched string that plays on a single note. Ah, okay. Um, So a very high saw wave um with a bit of sort of modulation to the pitch not exactly it's unison saw tunes uh, Ah. saw tunes detuned but more importantly run through 100 percent wet reverb to give them uh organic room sound and you know what Ah. if i say so myself 
works pretty flipping well. And it gives you it gives you a string that sounds that is recognizably a string, but doesn't have any kind of like you might not want any kind of like a naturalistic element to it that's where it's inconsistent. It's just kind of there basically. So yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I'm going to do a little bit of deep dive on, on your channel here. So your most popular video has 1.2 thousand views and it is clean your reverb up super quick. Yeah. Why do people want to clean their reverbs up? I don't know. I like the, it dirty, baby. The, the second one is add crack to your snares with 1000 views. And it seems to me that those are the le- the sort of least specific uh, ones, for example, two techno rumble techniques mm. uh, that you know not many people are going to be hanging out on YouTube just looking for techno rumble techniques. But clean your reverb up and add crack to your snares is something that would sort of that would appeal to a broad a broad uh, category of producers everywhere in the world ever. Yes, I see what you're saying. The thing is, <clears throat> the, I am doing the my, the approach I'm taking to this is basically doing it from the content that I'm doing rather than thinking what's going to appeal to everybody. Yeah. Because loads of people are doing kind of like generic sort of stuff, basically. And yeah. this, is, this is all stuff that I can do uh, less than a minute in length that you can you can title relatively easily basically and will also and and also something that you can you can demonstrate you know you can hear audibly what's going on without it being something where you have to have a degree in astrophysics to to be able to hear the difference in the things basically do you oh, get what yeah. I'm get where I'm coming from I mean let's not penalize the elites here Tim <laughs> well I'm not sure my channel is for the elites I think it's <clears throat> but it's more like a general thing cuz it's like I think this is stuff that will it's basically for everybody it's stuff that might appeal to beginners or whatever it's all stuff you can do in under a minute obviously um but it's also stuff that even if you're a pro you might never have done or whatever and it might it might spark your imagination basically that's fair enough i i like the idea what's next are you going to keep doing your shorts or are you going to move into another territory well i um i was thinking about because the thing is obviously doing these vids in under a minute is incredibly limiting. And I do quite like the fact that you... I do quite like a rigid format, James, as you as you probably know. Yeah, I you feel certainly like, do. I like it rigid, buddy. Um, because then I feel like then that, that it's easy to kind of get creative with that, basically. Whereas if, you're, if you <clears throat> kind of have free reign to do absolutely anything, what the F do you do? That said, it is quite limiting doing it under a minute. I was thinking about the next video I do. I might let it go over a minute. Wow. Maybe up to two minutes Whoa. in length. But I re- yeah, I'm trying... Because the thing is, also, I'm doing these on top of doing my actual job stuff, doing the music I want to make or whatever. I mean, I do... Like, the thing is, I quite enjoy doing them. Realistically, I don't think I'm going to make any money from them because... Let me tell you this, James. If you want to monetize your YouTube channel... You have to have, have 4,000 hours worth of views in mm. one year, right? Mm-hmm. And these videos are 60 seconds long each. Pe- people will watch half of them on average. Short attention spans, I guess. <laughs> um, so uh, so that's a lot of views, basically. So I'm not really planning to make any money out of it. But I do quite like the... Yeah, I just quite like making... I quite like making content and not really being sort of beholden to anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, like, as if you had a podcast of some sort. Yeah, totally. Well, the thi- the restriction of doing the podcast is I got to do it with you, mate, uh. or whatever. And you are a harsh taskmaster, <clears throat> so you know I want to I want to do something that is just just Timmy, basically. That's fine. Um, you deserve to do some just Timmy. That's right. It's Timmy time, basically. And I've yeah, I've quite enjoyed um, doing them thus far. And what I find is it, I feel like it aids the creative process as well. Like I think anything that you do that is kind of a bit extracurricular, it will generally feed back into the other shit that you're doing. Mm. You know, I've been making music for a long time, buddy. I need to do as much as I can to stay fresh and you know keep having ideas, basically. Yeah, I I, I want to see how far you can spin this and um, what uh, effect it has on the old videos when uh, more people are watching the newer videos. I like Transgate with stock plugins and a quick hi hat swing, so you, you're still going strong after like 20 videos or something. It's uh, people seem to like those particularly as well. How how have you found the audience to be? 
Generally, it's been quite positive, but it's yes. I mean, the audience thing is perhaps the most interesting thing about it because I've because like the thing is, it's not like I am not dead set on you know getting loads and loads of viewers. That would be nice, obviously, but it's you know more about just learning about how all these various things work and how they connect together. Mm. Um, I've mainly been promoting these on Reddit, as you might imagine. Yeah. And the thing with Reddit is, I don't want to piss anybody off, basically, because when I'm looking at Reddit and I see someone stupid flipping mugshot come up on a thumbnail, I want to shoot myself in the face. So I really don't want to upset anybody. So I haven't really been spamming it crazily. I have already been banned from one subreddit <laughs> <laughs> from, for, for self-promotion, I guess, which is weird because it's the techno one. And, and I put up the, um, so I did a couple of techno specific ones, the, the techno kick rumbles and also like a techno, like a dub techno stab thing. Yeah. I think those both did quite well on the techno subreddit, but nevertheless, I got banned after that. I wrote um, an apologetic message to the mods asking if I could be unbanned if I stopped posting that stuff. I got no reply. Aww. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still reading it though. Uh, you can't stop me from doing that, anybody. <laughs> so yeah, all, also the EDM production subreddit, the, uh, a mod told me to not not post any short videos because mm. if it's under if it was under 60 seconds you you could just as well write it up in a text post which i think is oh, i don't oh, i don't think that's no no like it's much better to watch a video because you can hear what it sounds like and you can see what you have to do that's not fair r slash edm production at all uh, but hey look i would i would not want to be a mod of a subreddit basically so i'm not i'm not you yeah, know yeah, i'm not yeah, going to yeah. slate them or anything you know sure i'd much rather they're doing the mod the moderating <laughs> than i am so i'm not gonna i'm not uh, gonna be a little bitch about it um it's where like it saying it's like saying like mr obama that that speech is all well and good but can you just write it down next time yeah yeah well yeah yeah it's yeah it's like there could have been some more dancing do you know what i mean <laughs> did you have to get everyone in the same place to watch it happen yeah i know yeah 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 it's just like look the, yeah the, th the thing is it's tricky because it's like what you really want to say is no shit content, only good content. But, yeah. you know, people can't really, you know, judge whether stuff is shit or not. I mean, I hope my stuff's right. Where it does seem to be doing pretty well is the Ableton subreddit. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and because I'm doing everything in Ableton. I And I think, yes, I think people, when they don't really like to have to <clears throat> learn from something that they're not using themselves. Mm. So I feel like if you're using third-party plugins... People will be like, well, why aren't you just doing it in stock plugins or whatever? Well, it might be better in the third-party plugins. And these are transferable skills. It seems like people don't really have to want to do that level of abstract thinking. But whatever, I'm going to carry on using third-party plugins because often they're better. You know you know that my, my advice is usually to anyone and doing anything is to go niche. Right. And I... Yeah, I'd encourage you to stick to like or become a live tutorial person rather than become a, a general music production tutorial person. It just just on principle of go as niche as possible. The thing is, I want to do the stuff that I want to do. Really, yeah. I'm not. I'm not really trying to build like a business where I'm teaching people how to use Ableton Live specifically. But I do get your point. I'll tell you what was really interesting was uh, I experimented with not posting these on Reddit, got about a tenth of the views uh -huh. for that video. So... Is that I, the Euro and Trance Kicks? That's exactly right, Boom. mate. Yes. Which is pretty niche, to be fair. Yeah. It's, you know, it is, it is a less transferable sort of technique than a lot of the other stuff. I mean, that <clears> technique <throat> really does only apply to 90s Euro and Trance, basically. But yeah, I mean, it feels like if you're trying to promote something... It's really an uphill battle unless you've got an, an external source, as YouTube would describe it, basically. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. I That's... don't know if that makes you uh, think of anything. No, just just how horrible it can be to be creating stuff and not not have the inclination to properly promote it. Like well, you do his... with this podcast. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. And the thing is, I am not like... The whole point of these videos, 
uh, art. There's things I can do quickly mm. that I can do for myself, and I don't and I don't have to worry about generating income from them, so <clears> that I don't have to spam the hell out of them. Because I tell you what, James, I don't care about social media anymore. I don't no. want to be on social media. Yeah. I don't want to use social media. I'm fully with you. Um, yeah. That's, so that's why I'm I'm trying to get someone to do some marketing for this thing because it's I it's not new for me. I just haven't wanted to look at social media for probably a few years. It makes me want to be sick, any form of social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's repulsive. Yeah, I find it really, really awful, basically. But on the other hand, I, I still want to reach out and touch people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, but I want, I want to touch them for a minute or less on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard to just sort of... <laughs> What I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to do with the podcast as well is to basically not compromise on making it, shall we say, accessible or trying to hustle it into as many places as possible, Mm. but just leave it to be as good as it can be. Spend all the effort that is available, not that that's much at the moment, but all the effort Mm. that is available on making the podcast itself as good as it can be and regular and trying to let it sort of grow on its own and then without having used any as it were cheat codes to try and grow it artificially whether that's like a load of advertising or a load of Mm. like uh, trying to get it promoted and hustling around in forums and stuff like that um, then you would hope that the audience you end up with is a very genuine audience and eventually you pass a certain critical mass point and it's you have what is a non-compromised, genuine podcast, which grew very slowly, but is unstoppable. <laughs> so uh, stick around for another four years or so. And oh, God. <laughs> Look, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I feel like these days, the way things are going, if you want to make a living out of, say, a podcast or a YouTube channel, it's a race to the bottom. You have to cheat. You have to make stuff real lowest common denominator. That's the way things are heading. And I feel like media is getting worse as a result. Yep. On the plus side, there's still people out there making good niche content. Maybe they're not making a living out of it, but the, you know the content is still out there. And I feel like that's more the thing that I feel like I'm slotting myself into, basically. I, I agree that it's a race to the bottom, and I. Uh, but that's the entire point of me doing this, is to be the contrarian. And like, I'm not going to join your race to the bottom. I'm going to do the right thing. And if it doesn't pay off, then fine. But if it does pay off, it'll probably pay off properly and it won't just be a flash in the pan sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we are in a privileged position where we can do things that aren't necessarily going to make us loads of cash right away, basically. Because we're kind of old school. We're coming from the old school. I think people who are starting out now, it's probably like, okay, this has got to make some money eventually, or I'm, you know, or I just, I have to give up and I I have to get a nine to five in an unrelated sort of thing. Do you know what mm, I mean? Yeah. I uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's meh, everyone has a bit of time or almost everyone has a bit of time to spend on the thing that isn't going to make anything back immediately. I like even, even if that's just working before work or after work, if you've got a standard job, uh, it gets a lot harder when you have a family. Like I've got a certain amount of time that I can spend on doing those kinds of things, but I'm at the point where things that I was doing a few years ago that weren't going to pay back for a few years are paying back. And so it sort of makes that less meaningful. Mm. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of living off the fruits of past labors a little bit already. Um, Yeah, that's cool. But that's, you know, not everyone can do that, but I did make the decisions that helped me to do that in Mm. the past. I mean, it's just, it is a real, like, if you want to do creative stuff, these, oh, hang on one oh, second. Hold the up. Door. Tim's, Tim's, Tim's gone to answer the door. Who could it be? Is it Mr. Postman? Um, I've got one for the basement flat. Yeah, no, then I am. Oh, someone with a parcel for oh, the, wow, that is the yeah, flat solid. above or below. <laughs> Tim has accepted delivery on their behalf. Uh, I'm floor flat. Okay, then. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Oh, I wonder what it is. Oh, 
taking a while to come back from the door. Oh, here he is. I wonder what it was. Hey, Hel sorry about that. Hello, my Tim. Was it a big one? Uh, it was It was a postie with a package from my downstairs neighbour that was completely soaked through with water. So <laughs> I hope whatever it is hasn't been ruined. So basically, if you want to do creative stuff these days, as I was saying, it is, I don't know, it's... You have to develop, basically, I think you really have to develop, um, devote, I should say, all of your free time to it, really, if you want to do something that's, you know, good, basically, because everyone's working very, very hard. Work is exhausting. A lot of people have to commute and stuff like that as well. People have families, those sort of things. And also, like, especially if you're making music... It's not like you're doing just one bit of it anymore. You're doing everything for most people. Do you know what I mean? You're writing, producing, blah, 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 mastering all this sort of stuff cool. or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's just a tricky time if you want to do stuff that's creative. Um, I mean, I think on the, on, the other, on the other hand, with, you know, lower barriers to entry uh, in terms of technology and everything, everyone can dabble a little bit more. But I think if you want to, if you kind of, you know, want to make something quote unquote proper, then it's, yeah, it could be pretty tough, basically. Yes, yeah, well, especially because so many people can dabble. You've got so many people dabbling at your feet that it just pushes you, it makes you even more scared that you can't get any further. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And the thing is, it's like, what well, you know, Ultimately, you have to ask yourself the question, why Why do we do these things? What's the reason and everything? And you really, I feel like more than ever now, you there has to be a good reason for you to do it that is divorced from any, quote unquote, rewards that you might get. Basically, you have to actually enjoy doing it or there's not much point, basically. And, you know, maybe it'll still be tough and a pain in the ass. You might have to spend money on equipment or whatever and, you know you know time and everything and it, it might stress you out occasionally or whatever but yeah you've got to get some kind of joy from it or you might as well not bother really yeah i mean we we keep doing this podcast and uh this podcast isn't exactly making us loads of cash it's not exactly making us any real cash it would be far more cost effective for us to spend the same time oh absolutely yeah yeah working yeah. on the podcast actually working on some actual work and we get more money um <clears throat> i don't necessarily think of it as like oh we're investing our time and eventually we'll make those money I just, <laughs> yeah yeah I just, yeah <laughs> i just think we're making a podcast because we that's kind of what we do at the moment as one of the things I do and I enjoy it. And there are other good things that come of it. Well, it's um, good because the thing is, I mean, I don't know about you, James. I do not have a lot of mates who want to talk to me about music technology <laughs> stuff. So, you know, and I think that I think that's going to be true for a lot of people. Like a lot of people in their lives won't have the opportunity to talk about, you know, the music that they're into with other people and stuff mm. like that. So I feel like you have to kind of, maybe you have to create this sort of structured way of doing it. You know what I mean? And I feel we may have a bunch of decentralized, uh, distributed clams. Clams meaning listeners. Mm. Uh, but occasionally you hear from a listener and occasionally listeners get in touch whether i'm not i'm not trying to plug anyone to give us money or anything i'm just saying like for example when i said that i wanted some people who might want to help us do a bit of a job for the podcast last episode people got in touch and it's like oh there are definitely people out there and there's definitely stuff happening and those download figures that i look at every so often are real people mm. and those people are actually listening and you know they're all bots uh, james you're kidding yourself 99 <laughs> bot i get it i get it but that is one of the things that sort of keeps it going because we're having some kind of difference we're not really doing this for money although i guess my position is it would be nice if this thing made enough money because then it would sort of guarantee we'd put more effort into it and oh, keep it going if we could do the podcast for living mates it would be brilliant. We could do all the skits that we wanted to do. We uh, could make yeah. documentaries and do crazy stuff. And Frank, it's, <laughs> there's no justice in the world because we can't really do that. And we have to keep paying the ruddy bills. But yeah, I mean, if you're a listener, thanks for listening anyway. Uh, you know, it's yeah, don't, 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 don't need to give us money. You don't need, you don't it. really need to give us money. We're going to keep doing this shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
but yeah, look, I feel like I should probably <clears throat> plug the YouTube thing because we've spent about six hours talking about oh, yeah, it it's, now. It's, it's youtube.com slash C slash Tim Kent. Now, oh, well done. I, I know you want to know what the C stands for, yeah. but I think we all know what the C stands <laughs> for. It stands for cool, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so if you want if you want some very very short tips that may or may not help you do some music production, check out my channel. It's just called Tim Cant at the moment. <laughs> really didn't spend a lot of time or thought branding it really. I'll put the uh, the the link uh, in the show notes. Uh, hey, please please like and subscribe though, guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, uh, every little helps. Yeah, like, share, subscribe, hit that bell button, Timmy. I don't know about hitting the bell button. <laughs> like, uh, do I you get, really need the tips in that much of a hurry? I get notifications about your stuff, and I never ever ever hit your bell. Really? Oh no! Yeah. Keep your hands off my bell. All right. <laughs> I don't want them anywhere near it. I'm saying I never. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, let's keep it that way. James, we've forgotten about the endless banger. It's going to be doing something. We're not even listening to it. Should we have have another listen? Let me just crank it back up. Okay. Wow, wow, amazing. Hey. I did not, I tell you, I did not expect that. Tim, we have a new plugin from Applied Acoustics, uh, makers of Chromophone and many other things. Oh, you flipping love Chromophone, don't you? You want to marry it? Yeah, I do. But they're, they're the physical modeling guys. And uh, sometimes they do some physical modeling with synths. And this new plugin which is called Multiphonics CV1. Is that a bit of a clue as to what they're modeling? Oh, is this a modular synth? Uh, Yeah, they've made a modular synth. Well, someone's made a modular synth in software. (laughs) Well, up until a few years ago, there weren't really many viable software modular synths. There were some sort of independent indie ones. Um, but then we had the soft tube one, you have the cherry, cherry audio one, uh, VCV rack. That's yeah. The one, that's the it? open source one, right? Reactor blocks. Mm-mm. Yeah, true. True. But that was, that was again in the last few years. So for a while we didn't have uh, very many viable ones, but now we've got a, a load of them, including AS Multiphonics CV one. You want to have a little look at it? This is bargain priced at 99 clams. Say intro sale seventy nine US clams, James. That's not bad. Yeah, and you can get this in uh, plugin boutique as well if you want to use our affiliate code to get it. Uh, yes, applied acoustic systems multiphonics CV one. What modules do we have? Let's let's look at the oscillators. Classic VCO, which has your yeah, sort of normal um, synthy synthy waveforms and pulse width tuning and FM. Uh, you've got a compact VCO, which um, has, is, mm, trying to work it out, it's got a shape from a, what is that, a saw to a square, and a sub um, oscillator module, a, a pulse module, a clock, gate and CV sequencing, gate sequencer, envelope, LFO, voltage source, the object filter, which is their sort of physically modeled filter, which they have in other things as well. A standard SVF, state variable filter. Got a load of sort of utilities, mixing utilities, dual mix, polarizing mix, inverter, limiter, bias, two delays. One called delay, the other dual delay. Wow. Logic, glide, and quantizer, sample and hold, scale, level, slew limiter. Everyone loves a slew limiter. Dual VCA, VCA, and a very sexy patch info module where you can write the sound designer and the description. Oh, lovely. So you got a lot of modules here, man. I mean, it seems pretty bread and butter sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's a basic modular synth, and I, you'd imagine that maybe it's the kind of thing where they will sell sort of sell a load of preset packs for it as well sure i think in in their sort of advertising for this they've tried to make it look like it's kind of like i wouldn't say it's modular synthesis made easy but they're really trying to appeal to everyone which i think is not the right move for a uh, you like it specialized package. right well i mean modular synthesis is uh, a big head scratcher yeah you can get some great crazy sounds that you wouldn't have come up with any other way but 
it's very involved, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, there's cables. a lot of cables in the screenshots, I tell you that much. Yeah, you've got cables everywhere. Even if they're virtual, you still got a lot of cables. And it's like, oh, man, can you just make it easy for me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I assume there's a shitload of great presets, especially with this being applied acoustics. they got Richard Devine in there. they got Venus Theory in there. they got got Adam Pietrushko in there. they got a lot of great sound designers and so i'm sure as usual if i was to buy this i wouldn't make a single patch and i just scroll through everyone else's well that is fair enough to be honest and you know 80 bucks for uh you know a load of patches or whatever still not that bad <laughs> you know what yeah, i'm saying I- I'm wondering if they're selling it at a reasonable price. Even the, the full price is $99. So it's still pretty w- cheap for flipping virtual modular. I'm wondering if they're hoping that they'd make plenty of cash off sound packs as well, because they do do a lot of sound packs for all their instruments. Yeah, they seem to really love it and like doing light versions of their plugins and stuff like that. Sure, mm. sure. Yeah, I, I, like, I never got bitten by the modular bug, and I don't think I'm going to. It's certainly not a sort of software version of the modular bug. I'm just, just not... Uh, doesn't appeal, man. Are you intrigued by the object filter that appears to be... A physical modelling module. That's the one bit of it that really intrigues me. I bet and, it is, like, mate. You bloody love it, don't you? Yeah, it's got bars and, and membranes on there. And a I'm virtual like, harp by the looks of it. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah, that's the resonant quality that I'm looking for. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to bring this to people's attention because it's good and applied acoustics are great. And if you wanted to get into virtual modular synthesis, then I'm sure this is good. It doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, right. Who knows? Let's see what happens with it, I guess. Yeah, well, I reckon AAS launches new sound pack, AAS launches new sound pack, AAS launches new sound pack. It's fair enough. Well, let's keep an eye on it. Let's see if that does happen. Let's not keep an eye on it. I just want (laughs) to... Don't want to see it again. Let's keep an eye on it. No, I don't want to see it again. No, no, I want to keep my eyes on it. Okay, you keep your eyes on it. Uh, Don't tell me when anything happens. (laughs) Okay. All right, Timmy, it's been a long and winding episode. It's been even more of a slog than our regular episodes, which are turgid, to put it mildly. I really liked that bit where you uh, went to the door to pick up that package because I could just just sit by myself for a while. (laughs) Yeah, wicked. I I found it stressful, frankly. I've got enough on my plate. Already without picking up soggy packages, mate. Well, if you don't like picking up soggy packages... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) I I don't, thankfully. Maybe maybe you should stop coming around for dinner. (laughs) Oh, oh, shit, okay. Okay, let's end this episode right now. How about that? Uh, I think we're done. Okay, well done for listening all the way through listener you're a flipping saint so thanks for bearing with us thank you bye bye